All right, so welcome guys to Treading Lightly episode three of the Treading Lightly podcast. Nick Evans is back. I'm the man's back. back. Welcome back. Yeah, I missed you on the last one, man. <clears throat> I was there in spirit. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, you were. So today we have um, Al Grimwood, mm-hmm. Brendan Sheldon, and Wayne Carberry. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, from the Surf Riders, Surfboard Riders. Surf Rider Foundation. Surf Rider Foundation, that's yep. it. Down on the south coast, down there in Badala. Yeah. They they run it out of uh, Maruya. Yeah. Mar- with, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Maruya Surf School that they, uh, they, they speak about. Yep. Um, we had to get these guys on. Um, luckily, we got to talk to them after the fight for the bite. Yeah, we just came back from that. Awesome turnout down at Mollymook. Probably over 300 people there, for sure. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we saw them there and we grabbed them. And said we've got to get you guys on and just uh, spread awareness about what they're doing with the youth down there. I think it's a really good thing. Um, you know, briefly covering little bits and pieces about what, you know, where Surf Rider came from, um, what it's all about, and uh, you know, we'll leave that leave that to the cast. And there's also yep. a little bit about their um, about Wayne's fishing um, expeditions that he goes <laughs> yeah, on. I want and, some more of that. Um, we, we'll probably get you know, yeah, we'll get him back on Wayne Absolutely. and maybe a few others. Back in about that, um, <clears throat> talking about uh, sustainably catching, hunting, and gathering your own your own uh, fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He touches on it, but we'll definitely we'll definitely get him back on for that for sure. So yeah, without um, yeah, we'll we'll stop there and we'll leave you to listen to this awesome podcast. Enjoy. Fight for the bite turnout down at Mullymook Beach. It was pretty phenomenal. That was sensational. I reckon it would have been 400 out there. On the water? Or, yeah. or both on the water like, and on the beach. I reckon it was twice as many in the water than last time. Yep. And almost tenfold on the sand. Like that was that was a huge turnout today, so it was pretty pumped. Pretty exciting. So It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I reckon there was a good vibe in the water. Yeah. Um, all we needed was dolphins. Dolphins. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so it's good to... Nick, do you want to say something, Nick? I think we should just introduce the, uh, the folk. So we've got uh, Wayno. Um, I first met Wayne. Uh, what was it? What were we doing? Wayne was running a surf lesson for the, for the young, young school kids from mm-hmm. Sydney. Um, they came down and witnessed a, a real session. <laughs> I, I uh, first connected with Wayne... I'll um, introduce him in a moment. <laughs> First connected with Wayne um, when I realised that he he's, he made this session completely all about the all about the kids. So the kids have uh, wandered up and they're all all restless. And then um, he, I think the first thing that he said to them was, um, "Look, kids, it's not about me and my uh, my amazing surf skills. It's about you guys." So that made me realise, okay. This guy actually means business when he's teaching the teaching the kids, and um, you know we hit it off since then. And he's uh, rocked up to the, for, for the first fight for the bite back in April, and uh, and today's one. So Wayne, do you want to say a bit about yourself? Introduce yourself to the. Uh, yeah, brother. Thanks, Nick. Um, yeah, it was um, today was very inspiring, and um, yeah, I was only thinking back to that uh, first lesson with those group of kids from um, up in Sydney down, and um, luckily I was given a day's work um, through Simon and 
and met you and Tara, you know, was was really awesome. And um, today, um, yeah, it was um, it was to be honest, it was really mind blowing and um, community yeah support and you know having all the networks there and you know all these great wonderful people just putting their you know their heart on their sleeves and and being genuine and um turning up you know fighting for the the same cause is just yeah it blows my mind the the little talk you gave beforehand um do you just want to go through that like what what where you're from what's your background um yeah and how you ended up down at Badala and yeah, sweet as. Um, yeah, um, my little spill, and you know, I was just sharing a little bit about um, my dad's side, which uh, was Wiradjuri, and my mother's side, down on the on the south coast here is Walbunja, and it's in Marie area. And um, in amongst those clans, uh, I forgot to mention, but there's uh, the thirteen clans here on the south coast, from La Perouse down the Victorian borders, and. Um, yeah, today was a fair bit going on, and, but um, I grew up in Mogo and, yeah, I'm based in Badala at the moment and yeah, my passion is, is surfing and, you know, and, and working in community and, you know, making a difference for any young kid and, you know, if I can, you know, inspire adults, you know, it doesn't matter what your age you are, inspiring, you know, you can inspire anybody, you know, age is is doesn't matter you know so um and we have al here um from the board riders club down at maria that's right yeah from uh, the surf rider foundation yep yep yeah I'm, I'm based in maria heads um surf the river mouth down there mostly and up and down the coast a bit uh, we set up the surf rider foundation back in 2014 uh there's been um I think there's about 17 branches around Australia now, and it was set up initially in California and Malibu, um, which is a place very dear to my heart because I have a son living over there, and uh, I've spent a bit of time there. It's yeah, it's a good place to be, and um, they thought fought off a marina development in 1984, and and that strength of that just grew and spread right around the globe. So there's branches all over all over the world wherever there's good surf communities, strong surf communities, and. Um how, how did you two come to meet, and how did, how did that turn into helping out the youth? The bromance. The, the bromance. <laughs> well, it came about because um, uh, both of us had had that sort of idea of, of helping kids, you know, getting Indigenous kids into the water. And um, actually, Brendan, who's sitting behind me, introduced me to, to Wayne, and, and we met in the water in the surf at the time. And um, we've been working on it for you know, 18 months or so, and uh, finally, it's, it's happening at the moment, and there's a series of six lessons for surf for kids happening in, in Browley. Uh, we're running it through Shane Werner's Browley Surf School and getting kids from Maria High at the moment. Uh, the police are involved too, so they're running um, like a community youth program to get kids to, to go to school to avoid being truants. And so these lessons are a reward for going to school, pretty much. That's funny, um, when I was a kid, uh, Surfing was truanting. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> can we can we um, just mention that we've got three microphones and five people in the room here? Um, so let's introduce Brendan because he's, he's sitting over there and he's like, oh, he's chomping at the bit. <laughs> he's like, give me that mic. <laughs> Not really. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which one do you want? This is so yeah, uh, treading lightly is um, you know three mics to start with. Maybe in the <laughs> we'll have our own studio. <laughs> so send your dollars this way. We might be able to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Brendan, go for it. Yeah. So um, as far as being uh, passionate and the part of the Surf Rider Foundation, one thing's led to another through Wayne and Al and. Um, just supporting programs down the coast and being a part of the paddle out today and fight for the bike. Um, something close to my heart that I've always you know, felt a close connection to nature and the ocean. And um, to share that with like-minded people is, um, yeah, it's great. Um, people up here seem uh, a lot more passionate and um, come together as community and, um, yeah, it's just uh, really fun to be a part of. And and did you grow up down the Badala way as well? No, I moved down the coast when I was about 15. Grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney and moved around a bit from school yeah. to school. But um, started serving in Newcastle at about 13. And then, um, yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Westie too. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Represent. But, um, yeah, no. Nah. First place I was stoked to move as a kid was down the coast and just got a you know, custom board up in Newcastle and was discovered the south coast and um, yeah, have a look back. Great part of the world. Yeah. Okay, I think we can probably agree that none of us really miss Sydney all that much, do we? <laughs> do we? <laughs> Nor that traffic. Great to be out of the rat race. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We had Damo on last week discussing, he was spending a bit of time in Manly and just that, that Sydney to... Um, Sitting to Manly Trek, just killing him, you know. And it wasn't long before his, you know, road rage starts building up inside of him <laughs> and letting loose. It's great to be in Maria with one set of traffic lights. <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, is, it's kind of like um, driving into town here. Everyone gets, everyone gets like, getting a little bit fired up in um, at Ulladulla. Right in the middle of the town, there's just, like, one set of traffic lights and you'll see, you'll see hands throwing out the window and... It seems like those are the those are the uh, the fight <laughs> of the town right there, so, uh, <laughs> at the front of uh, the Marlin. Um, so, with Surfrider, and you you say it's it's working with you starting to work more with the indigenous kids. Um, what's your what's your sole purpose there? Uh, I guess to really develop a passion in kids, um, mm. to give them an interest to. Um, and give them a healthy life. Like if, if, if they develop a passion, they'll, you know, like us, surf all their lives and they'll have to uh, work to be able to support to buy boards, support to travel they need to do or want to do to surf. So it's really about just getting them interested in something and, and developing a passion in them, in what I believe is the, you know, the best sport on earth. Yeah. And um, I think you've got a pretty good crew with you to, to, to do that. How many, um, so what, what's the surf school down there that uh, helps you out? Yeah, Browley Surf School. It's uh, run by Shane Werner, okay. former pro. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's running the show. Um, we've, I've arranged funding through uh, Regional Development Australia um, and Katungal Aboriginal Health Organisation are contributing yeah. as well. And we're running it through the police force as well and the PCYC. Yeah. So quite a few um, organisations have come to the party on this. 
and at the same time as, as we've been trying to push it, the police have been trying to do a similar thing, so we just joined forces recently. Excuse the pun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, just, um, um, just one uh, not mentioned, it was just uh, Contaf as well has come to the party as well, so we're just grateful uh, for all of those guys that, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a dream that's, that's sort of been on the back burner for... A, you know, for us guys, and um, it's finally come to light now. So it's um, very, you know, it's happy days at the moment, and the kids are having a ball. It's uh, second week, third week this Monday. So um, you can just see that the kids are having so much fun, and we cook up a bit of a feed for them. They miss out on the first period, and they're, they're back to school. Uh, they, they turn up nice and sharp, quarter past eight, and. Mm do their lesson and then have a bit of a, you know, egg and bacon, you know, roll and, and then they're back for the second period and and feeling um, probably out of their skin, I'm sure. Have you had feedback from the teachers saying that the kids are more alert in the, in the, uh, in the room, things like that? No, not, not as just yet. You meant to say, yeah, yeah, the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to the New South Wales government here, yeah. <laughs> Department of Education. Uh, if you're listening, <laughs> we do know the Wayne headline. actually forgot what he was meant to say there. <laughs> we forgot the script. Yeah. yeah. But um, would you? So they're definitely turning up a little bit more starry eyed. They're having a lot more fun when they're going to school in general. Yeah, I. Um, I mean, from the first day there was, I think there was nine, and then the following Monday there was, I think there was thirteen. I counted, and um, I mean those few extra numbers and the biggest majority there um, are young girls surfing so I mean that's a big rap for them and you know a lot of these girls can, can take it to the next level if they like and um, compete and, and do all those great and wonderful things but I think the most important thing is is uh, the healthy lifestyle and um, keeping them active outdoors um, you know networking and traveling and and meeting new friends and, you know, it can stem from photography, film, mm. whatever, um, you know, whatever takes place with that, you know, it all sort of interrelates. So it's um, it's a real heads up for, you know, for these young kids. It really is a, a, a big social community surfing, isn't it, that um, they can kind of enter into. But with, um, with a foundation that's, that's backed by the police as well, so is that more so, is that the PCYC guys or, yeah? So did you want to yeah. give a shout out to, the, um, what was the fellow's name that you're talking about? Is it? From, from the police is Matt Berry. Yeah. Um, he lives here in Ulladulla. He runs the community youth programs based in Batemans Bay. Yep. Um, and the other guy behind the PCYC is Greg Curry. Okay. Yeah, they're great guys. And what is, um, and what else do they kind of do with the kids? Do they do anything else outside of the Surf Rider Foundation to... I'm sure they do. I'm not familiar with that, but well, the PCYC obviously that you know they get kids in and and train them up with various sports, gymnastics, and that sort of thing. Um, I think the community youth program is, is looking at various sports as well. I think they get them trained up in football, maybe. Yep. Yeah, awesome. But the program they're running with us, they call the Swell program, and it's really well thought through. Like they've got you know objectives and they've got criteria to satisfy their their. Uh, you know, performance throughout the program for their own police force recognition. Oh, yeah. And, um, Wayne, 
when you when you have them in the water and you've got them um are you, are you saying anything in particular like are you just are you just running them through the ropes or are you kind of trying to plant the seed with the with these kids you're trying to um you know say that there's like you know there is hope there is other other means of ways of do, doing things in in your lives or is it mainly about just kind of getting them to have fun while they're out there look um at the moment there's um like sort of my duties have sort of swung i'm sort of on the film and um you know filming side and been taking still shots um but the two leading uh leading instructors is, is shane and um rob mm-hmm. and but when we sort of when the lesson's finished we we sort of have a um we sort of have a moment where they can fill out some you know some surveys you know on on you know on what they like and and you know a few other little things that they can sign off on you know and um but you know there with the moral support you know cooking a feed and and we have a bit of a spill afterwards where we can just um you know tell them to keep a positive attitude and you know how important it is for their school attendance and and uh, doing the right thing in and outside the school Mm. So and you pick up a bit of rubbish too. We, you know, as surf rider, we want to see the beaches kept clean. So we encourage them to do that. And how do they? How do they kind of react to that? What What types of kids are we talking about? Like, are they rat bags? Are they full on rat bags um, when they normally run around the streets? Or are they? What are we talking? I think we're talking the kids that actually do go to school. So yeah. in a way, it's yeah. a reward for those kids for attending yeah, okay. school. Yeah, so they're actually getting a bit of a, a bonus. Yeah, and they yeah. and people, the kids that are at school that don't get on the lessons are seeing that yep. and they're attending school more often, hoping to get onto this um, surf lesson program. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think what you guys are doing is pretty phenomenal. I mean, I think we can all agree that it's a really good start to your day when you, when you hop in the water and, you know, brightens your day. I mean, it's a good, good start, gives you a clear head. And so I think it's really good for the kids heading into school when they've already been in the water. And also, I think, attracting perhaps those kids that don't come from surfing families so just spreading you know spreading that surf culture is is, is a good thing too giving them those kids the, the opportunity to be out in the water so I th- yeah i think it's a really really good thing that you guys are doing and where do you see do you, do you see it growing or how you know, when you said that you were taking photos and videos and things like that where where is that getting posted to if people want to look further further into it look um We'll sort of save all those pics and a little bit of filming uh, right at the end and, you know, we can produce a small um, short film with it and mm. um, and then it gets um, the kids involved to also have a look and reflect back on their own little achievements. And, you know, I mean, it's something for a community, our community to start off with and if, if anybody, you know, it's a concept that we can share anywhere you know, any small community, you know, that's um, part of the surfing world. We, we're not only, you know, we've uh, all these kids have been handpicked. So, in some way or another, that they they've been their attendance at school has been pretty good, and um, in and outside school with their um, their attitudes changed. So, it's a good opportunity for them. But you know, with a t-shirt as well. Um, they all got a T-shirt to, you know, that uh, helps with, the, you know, a few sponsors on the back and, 
you know, the little symbol, Walbunja, which, you know, which, which land we're sort of um, on at the present. And um, we also th- want to throw in some um, bush tucker yarns as well. So, so it's a good variety of, of skills and it helps them, you know, discipline. You know, these small things can, you know, help in their baby steps. You know, when they leave school and complete, you know, year 12 and because that's the, that's the main aim. If they finish school and then they can take the discipline, surfing to me has been, it's built me a structure to be able to stay disciplined and remain focused in, in the water and in the foods that I eat. Do you um? So yeah, where, where do you see yourself uh, growing with a surf rider? Um, like how how far do you see this starting to spread? Well, uh, and, and is it is it uh, is it going to be based solely around getting the indigenous kids in the water, or is it where you where do you go where do you see yourself going with that one? Well, we're we're looking for recurrent funding now, so the funding we're using is just to cover costs, and we're getting that from. Uh, Regional Development Australia, which is a federal committee, um, but we're about to apply for recurrent funding so that we can roll this out every year, at least every year, and spread it up and down the coast as well. So we'd like to to do it up here, and it, I think we should. Um, you know, my opinion is that we should spread it around to any kids that are disadvantaged, really, that don't have the opportunities that that we had in life to to get in the water. And I believe there's a lot of kids that live in places like Maria and you know places like Nara that they probably never see the ocean. Yeah, I guess once you've set the standard and um, you've got the funding for it and it's working, and it's a you know it's a it's viable. It's actually it's a thing. Um, you could start to say you know how about Molly Milk takes it on and then how about you know the next town and the next town and then starts to build from there. But it needs to be a grassroots thing, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah, but once the model's established, it'll just be simple to roll. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that you'd find that there's plenty of people with the idea it's more so about cutting that red tape isn't it like how what's can you tell us a little bit about the process and how long you've tried to bring this to fruition yeah well it's probably been 18 months to two years to make it happen um but it's fortunate that we're under the surf rider foundation banner because that that covers insurances so they're an incorporated company with a you know contractual uh, obligations and background so everything's in place to protect us um and we run it through Bradley Surf School, which in turn is, is insured for its, uh, you know, it's giving surf lessons. So that's a commercial outfit. So yeah, the whole thing just wraps together quite well, I think. And look, just to touch on that, um, you know, you cut through red tape these days for days and weeks and everything, but just the simple feeling of getting kids into the water like you know it, it takes a simple call up doesn't it like you know to call your mate let's go jump in the water but to to have to go through that that lengthy process hmm. how does it feel once you've finally kind of you've, you've achieved it oh look it brings a tears to my, tears to my eyes it really does At the end of each lesson when the kids come out of the water with big smiles on their faces and you know it, it's really gratifying really rewarding yeah because i guess you know exactly how it feels yourself yeah yeah, and how, how's the response been from the parents? Um, have you got any feedback off the parents how the how the kids are, or you know, thanking you? Oh, look, we're not hearing that yet, but it's yeah. early days. We've only had yeah. two lessons, so I think that'll come. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And once once we get Wayne, we get this uh, get this video up and running. I think it'll be it'll spread like wildfire. 
I think it's a really good incentive to you know put through to the schools. How how do you plan on, or have you discussed? I know it is early days, but spreading spreading this. I mean, this is why we're here discussing it. It's going to help spread awareness about it. Mm. Yeah, well, definitely. Nick and I have talked about it already because mm. um, Nick does some surf lessons here. You work with uh, the Molly McSurf School, I believe, and a um, couple of different surf schools. Yeah, but we would like. <laughs> In general, I think that it would be amazing to work with all the surf schools from the that you know from that area. Whether you know whether it be Mollymook, Cronulla, Coffs Harbour, it'd be awesome to just say, "Hey, can we bind together?" And that's it's another way of kind of uh, bringing community together, which is also very heavily what uh, Trading Lightly is about. It's not kind of uh, um, pushing people away from each other and saying, "Oh, this is mine and this is mine." None none of us it's ours. Like the ocean is ours, and um, you know, I heard. Uh, Noel Butler say this morning instead of saying um, you know welcome to country he said no, like it's not really a welcome to country it was it's just a what, what was the, what was his exact words can anyone remember he referred but, it to our country to yeah our, he's just his. he's just he's just saying oh this is our country why you know yeah. not? and that and that felt I heard a few people in the crowd go oh that's that's nice it's like a nice thing to hear rather than fighting over what we've got um, question for Wayne though it was um. He's talking about his cook-ups, talking about that after, after the... <laughs> I see him swallowing over there, talking about the bush tucker cook-ups, and I think we're all a little bit intrigued on what, what, what goes on on these cook-ups, and um, he's, I heard that he's also been filming these cook-ups as well, so might have to start plugging these for him, because I think they're going to become a thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's so many ways you can cook up, you know, like mutton fish, we call mutton fish abalone. And the old lobster, we just call him simple crawlies, as simple as that. And um, But when it comes to cooking, um, outdoors is the best and natural is the best. And um, I reckon, you know, where you, where you actually get the food, I reckon it's the best to cook it up there and then because it becomes part of that atmosphere, becomes part of, you know, the dreaming, you know, because you're taking one life to sustain another. So if we don't give... I'm always giving thanks to whatever I kill um, and put on my table if it's catching feet of fish or lobster or mutton fish, um, pennywinkles, conks, there's, there's so many edibles, mm. um, land and sea. And, um, yeah, I'm, I just appreciate it and I give thanks and I'm making sure that the area that I'm always in and... Um, you know, if I'm going hunting, there's always a rotation. It's never in the same place all the time. So it's giving time for food to grow, food to come back. And then, it's, it's, you know, you can just do a rotation system, which is, helps with the balance of nature itself. You know, you're not, you're not just in one particular area just taking, you know, and, and not giving anything back to replenish. I guess that's where um, Western cultures have... Um, you know, started to distinguish it, that you know the vegans, the vegetarians, and the so on, so on and so forth. They're not so much like oh, most of the the vegans or vegetarians that I speak to are only going that way because um, of how we're doing it. So if we were taught these ways of um, you know balancing out how we how we catch or, you know hunt and gather, um, and also I like to hear that you, you actually respect the the flesh. Like you actually, when you're cooking it, you, you, you're actually going through a, a process. It's not just kill it, pop, pop it on the table, and you know this is feeding my family. It's 
but you're coming from head to toe, you, you, you've, you've gone through a proper process. Can you tell us a bit about that process? Mike? Look, the process, um, uh, the, you know, I mean, it's an amazing, it's a spiritual connection because if you're in the water, you're on land and you're, you're taking something that's edible, you appreciate it, number one, but you always respect it. And, um, you know, it just, it's a, it's a complete different level um, of understanding, um, you know, on a, on a, for me it's very spiritual. Um, it empowers me to say uh, in the sense of I've, I've actually belonged to something um, and learning these skills at a very, you know, young age for able to go and, um, you know, distinguish between the difference that's uh, what's edible and what's not edible is... Um, to me, it's mind blowing, and um, you know, for your for your average Joe that you know that comes down from the city, or you know, even people that live in the in the local area, know nothing about. And I think the point that you know that's always in, in the back of my mind is is always um, the love and respect for um, all living things, mm. and that's if I mm. see it on that level. Um, I only take what I need. Yeah, I, I think that's... Uh, well, personally, I've just finished reading Dark Emu by Bruce Pascoe. And there's a tremendous amount that we can learn um, as a modern society. I think um, moving forward, I think it's best if... Um, well, I like to look at it as though maybe blending of the, the two cultures moving forward because there's a tremendous amount that I think we can learn um, from in the indigenous methods and, and the way they, they look at life and the, the spiritual connection that they have. And I love what you're saying about giving thanks for your food. I mean, I think we eat in general um, very unconsciously when we do have a meal in front of us. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself, you know, sitting in front of the TV. And um, I do notice there is a difference when you sit and you eat a meal and you, you do give that moment of thanks. Um, it, is, it is definitely... a, a practice that I've incorporated into into my life and um, even as far as what's stated in the book as far as you know the different crops that they've grown and I think maybe moving forward if we um, open our minds a little bit um, to how we manage the land obviously I think the fires recently have brought up another extremely important point as far as managing managing the land as, um, for bushfire um, prevention uh, friends, friends have come up to me that have lived in the Northern Territory, and it's quite often that they just see fires burning. And I, th I, I do, you know, Wayne, do you, do you have any anything to discuss about that? Do you think that's a, a thing that would be smart to incorporate, um, having those kind of tr traditional methods brought into um, land management in a in a large way around the country? Yeah, well, um, the fire stick burning is has really taken on just down on the coast in the last, I say, in the last six months actually, and um, where they where they're actually burning and it becomes part of the farming process, you know, like because you're managing a certain area, back burning it all the all the undergrowth and so you know if um, if a if a fire was to break out, most of the undergrowth is. Um, you know, it's all burnt and it's managed, and not only that, it brings animals in, and 
you know what I mean? Without the fire, you you, you can't have um, you know the reproduction of um, you know um, like Banksies and that 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 will um, you know shed the shells and it helps them germinate new trees and so fire is very important, but it's how you manage and and work in small areas and and not burn the whole forest down. You know what I mean? Like you do certain little areas and you just take it from there and that's that's that becomes the management like you would in a um a marine park so to speak you know mm. and um because it helps things reproduce it you know I mean, it probably helps animals escape if when you do little sections at a time slow slow yeah, and steady and absolutely so not everything gets torched yeah mm. there's um <clears throat> and there's plenty of room for that and i think the old method should be um, well, they're, they're now being introduced back. I know that for a fact. Here on the on the coast, in the local area down home, yeah. and um, I think it's a great idea. I reckon that um, we would love to see <laughs> number one surf rider <laughs> on the uh, on the Mullinwook coast. So, um, you know, I know you've only done session two. But at session three, we expect you to see, <laughs> expect to see these uh, these things growing already. Now, um, it would be amazing to see you guys grow. It's a, it's been a, it's been cool to it's been cool to chat to you just in, in the um, I guess in its infancy. Um, <clears throat> and uh, just hearing the little small steps that uh, and, you, and you're seeing on the news that like. Uh, Western Western societies are taking more, um, giving probably giving more respect to the indigenous cultures of uh, you know how how to do things and as people become more conscious with what they eat and how they're doing things they're like okay well where do I get this knowledge from oh hang on a second it's actually coming from you know uh, the tr- traditional custodians it's, it's that simple and um, I don't I don't know whether it's like going to happen in a small amount of time but um, Wayne like what do you, what do you feel yeah, you know, in the, say in the next five to ten years, if if we're starting to kind of reach out a little bit more, where do you where do you see that happening? Do you do you think that we're actually going to connect a little bit better as a as as humans? Absolutely. We're, I mean, we've got the simple things like um, having our social media, like Instagram and Facebook, and and making short films and and taking photos and actually telling the story. Mm. Um, you know, if you're going to tell a story, it's you know it's it should be coming from somebody that lives it and breathes, um, you know, with the fire in their belly that understands from the grassroots level to be able to take that and invite and share with anybody in the community, um, you know, the, the knowledge and the wisdom. And and little did we know that it's it becomes a free gift, okay? And we can share that amongst anybody in our community and I do with I've got plenty of non-indigenous friends back home and all around the country and you know my respect I learned so much from them guys as when I'm sharing my stuff with them you know and I'm learning about modern things and they're learning about ancient things so there's there's a two-way street happening and um and it's it's a beautiful uh, thing and you know and surfing to me has really brought that together it gives me um, you know a um, 
these little areas where I can come in and share openly in the water if it's you know if I'm down down the beach and meeting people from all over the world that sort of you know that travel and and I'm sharing that with them as well so I mean it's not hard to reach out and and um, share some of the, the knowledge and wisdom and you know and just show my love that way well I think that's um pretty well said from uh, yeah. from everyone the the uh, hearing about how surf rider uh, started it's in its infancy as you guys heard you know second session down hey can i just say something oh to yeah you? yeah for yeah, sure. I, yeah um sure. i'd yeah. love to see surf rider spread up here to Aladulla, yeah molly Mulgaria, because i can see there's a lot of passion yep. a lot of young people that really need you know they're, they're looking for a cause um and they've found it with treading lightly and uh, i've spoken to monica and her daughter jade about um expanding the branch and and they're really keen to get involved in doing that yeah it'll, it'll be um a pretty a pretty cool thing to see and the, i suppose uh the more of these things that start to pop up um the more aware that uh you, you're just your community gets like uh, today for instance just down at the fight for the bite um in april um, sorry, that didn't really make much sense then. Um, but yeah, sorry, in April it was a lot smaller than it was today. There was probably at least another 200 people there today. Yeah. And I heard um, one of the young girls, um, actually uh, Monica's daughter, Jade, she said that, um, and you know, with a fair bit of passion behind her, that um, there was a lot of a lot more people that you wouldn't normally see at these events. You know, at, and it's it's kind of like, oh, you got to make it cool to be to turn up to the fight for the bite. It's not just that protest that a bunch of hippies turn up to. It's like, no, you're protecting what you're standing on, and protecting what you're eating, without even without even realizing it. For for a lot of people, that's it's not just it's not just the waves. Um, it's also the air that we breathe. It's it's absolutely everything. And I I think that if we keep referring back to to nature and um, I don't think you can miss it that uh, every single one of these uh, cooperations, you know, surf rider, like um, treading lightly, all of the everything that we're kind of trying to uh, to bring to bring together does stem from protecting nature and um, helping humanity grow as one. And um, it's nice to kind of speak to and feel from you know you yourself, Brendan, Wayno over there. Um, the the passion that you guys have got for the kids because uh, they will definitely feel in the next five to ten years as we've spoken about before there's a there's a, a bit of a paradigm shift going on um whether it's in schools communities and people will have to change whether they like it or not uh, and um i think that's a that's a pretty cool thing that you've you've done whether um whether people see it just as a surf surfing thing but it's a it's obviously far bigger than that yeah i think it's beautifully said nick i think we can all agree moving forward um getting together like this sharing ideas i mean it's pretty much what this podcast and treading lightly is about and just getting like-minded folk together and um you know that are that are driven for creating a better future not just for us but for the future generations and i think we can do it what do you reckon definitely yeah sure (laughs) yeah it's all about giving back too yeah i think you know, we've had a, a lifetime of surfing, all of us, and mm. um, you know, it's time to make our, provide the opportunities to kids, mm. so they have the same sort of opportunities mm. as us in, mm. in a surfing lifestyle. 
So we'll probably wrap it up there. So the, I think the, the moral of the story is give back, take less. <laughs> Le- learn how to balance what you're eating from the land. Um, turn up to every single protest. Show that, your face. Yeah, show your face. <laughs> um, and uh, a massive thank you to Wayne, Alan and Brendan for rocking up with minimal notice yet again. <laughs> just seems the seems way we're trading lightly, so it could be you next, sit, sitting, <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> when you're listening to this, you'll, you'll hear a knock on the door. It's probably trading lightly. They're coming to get you. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, guys. Thank you. Cheers, Thank you. And uh, hopefully the next time that we speak to you, um, surf riders start to turn uh, global. <laughs> that we, uh, that's next week. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks. See ya. Awesome. Well, there you go, guys. That's uh, episode three with the with the guys. That was pretty pretty awesome. It's good to see what they're doing with the youth down there, and whether you're disadvantaged or not, I think it's going to benefit all young ones. Mm-hmm. You know, a bit of mentoring, really. As we've seen with most, uh, anything to do with helping out with the, the youth in any any situation, you, you, you kind of see the community back it and people become more empathetic and open to those situations and be more exposed, I guess. Mm. You know, when um, when big brands and big companies, you know, start to throw throw things out there in the, into the public eye and people will be like, oh, what, you know, what's that going on over there? Mm. But uh, how about that, Dino? You know, we turn off the cast and... Bam! We start talking out even, even more. There was there was so much more to so much more to listen to. Yeah. So we're gonna have to get them back, hey? Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's it for us. Hey, listen. If you uh, enjoyed this episode and you're enjoying this podcast, can you please do us a favor and um, like or subscribe and and share this with your friends? Be part of the change. Get it out there. And um, yeah, would really appreciate the support. Yep, we'll give you a free hug if you share it. Promise. And by saying by saying please uh, share it or please like and subscribe, just just do it. <laughs> get it done, please. <laughs> we'll get you on next. Yeah, we're coming. We're coming. Hope you enjoyed it. See ya. Say bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> Trading. <laughs>